Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. Welcome to our Wednesday night Bible class. Great to be back uh, to be back with all of our listeners again today. We're thankful to have this opportunity, the ability, and the means to be able to spread God's word all across the world through the medium of the internet, wherever that is available, by means of these podcasts. We know that there are people, even in the Omaha area, who may not be able to get out and be with us because of some kind of handicap or maybe a scheduling conflict. They can't be with us in person, perhaps, at least not on a regular basis, but we can be with them through the podcasts that we post on our website and on our YouTube page every single week. Now, we know that there are also people across the country and literally around the world who want to learn God's Word more fully. And so by these podcasts, we can help you, if that's your, if that's your case, we can help you learn God's Word more fully, in more detail, in more depth, understand the Scriptures more clearly, and come to understand God's will for your life and His blessings offered to you through Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. We're thankful, again, to have the ability to do this and the means and the opportunity. Now, we encourage you if you're in the Omaha area, to come and be with us in person at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. Our church building is located at 3606 North 108th Street, 3606 North 108th Street, right here in Omaha. We also encourage you to share these studies with everybody you can, wherever you're listening from. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means. But You know people in your life who need to learn God's Word more fully, who need to learn more about their Savior, who need to start thinking about their soul's salvation and their relationship with God. Help them by sharing these studies with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. What a great blessing to help somebody get to heaven, but that would also be a great blessing for you. Now, encourage everybody also And you do this yourself if you have not yet done so. Go to our website, churchofchrist.com, click on our podcast button, and sign up for our podcasting. Now, that's free. It always will be free. We keep emphasizing we're not after people's wallets. We want to help as many people as we can get to heaven. And so when you sign up for our podcasting, you will automatically receive our Sunday morning Bible class, our Wednesday night Bible class, all of our sermons, And also a daily radio program Monday through Friday called Search the Scriptures. And it does exactly that. We dig deep into God's Word. We teach it in depth and in detail. And yet we try to explain it in a way that is easy to understand. And it makes sense for your daily life. But you'll also receive a seven-day-a-week. In other words, every single day, a short Bible study, only about 13 or so minutes each day, that we call today's Bible class. That will all go to your smart device, whichever one you choose, your smartphone, your computer, your laptop, your tablet, your pad, whatever it might be, automatic, every day, and again, always free. So take advantage of this opportunity and share it with others. Help them learn that they can also take advantage of it. And again, always free. We're going to get back into our study now from 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. We begin with verse 4. Now, the first three verses, again, talks about, and we spent considerable time looking at these verses and the depth of meaning behind them, where John is saying, 
don't believe every spirit. In other words, he's really talking about false teachers. He says, don't believe everyone who comes to you with some teaching about God or about Christ or about spiritual matters, but you test those spirits or those teachers, what they're saying. Now, how do you do that again? You get into God's word. Again, the way to recognize error is to know the truth. There are always going to be new false teachings that somebody is bringing forth, but you can guard against those. You can recognize those as being false by knowing the truth of God's word. And if what they are saying does not, does not correspond with what God's word says, then you know they're false teachers. And John says to avoid them. And he even identifies those who deny the Savior, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He, he identifies those as being antichrists. And I know that there are a whole lot of people that are thinking that, that some individual specific being is going to come into the world and he's going to be the Antichrist. Well, John says here in, in verse 3 that they were already there. He says already in the world. And when you go back to chapter 2 in verse 18 and again in verse 22, he says there are many of them already there, already there. And so in John's day, there were many Antichrists. So we need to understand that anybody who teaches against Jesus is, by definition, from John's, re- John's recorded scripture, and that's God's word, they are antichrists. Now, we come to verse 4, and John goes on and he says, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is greater, for he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are of the world, therefore they speak as of the world, and the world hears them. We are of God. He who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. John is getting across a very important basic truth when it comes to teaching the truth, listening to the truth, or conversely, somebody who's teaching error. And those of us who may be taken in by that false teaching, we need to understand. Now, when he says, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them, he's speaking again primarily to Christians here. But we need to understand that the principle applies even to those who are not Christians. And so they can learn from this that they need to be aware of and on guard against false teaching. Now again, how, how can they do that? Well, they need to be in God's word themselves. They need to be in God's word themselves. In Psalm 27 and verse 1, we read this from the psalmist. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? We don't need to be afraid of false teachers. We just need to know the truth and stand on guard against all false teaching from whatever source it may come. And those false teachers are always out there. John has said, again, that there were many even in his day, and we're talking about almost 2,000 years ago. Well, there are many out there today, and there are always new ones rearing their heads. 
And so we always need to be on guard against false teachers. We always need to be aware that there are people out there trying to lead us astray, even if they don't realize that what they're teaching is false teaching. In Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 13, we read this, take firm hold of instruction and do not let it go. Keep her, for she is your life. Very illustrative and and, and image-rich poetry there. But of course, is God's word simply written in poetic form? Take firm hold of instruction? In other words, learn the truth. What did the Apostle Paul say in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15? Study or be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing or handling correctly, applying correctly the word of truth, which is God's word. And so the wise man in Proverbs 4 and verse 13 says, take firm hold of instruction. Do not let go. Keep her, for she is your life. If we were perhaps in need of medical treatment, let's say, and we thought, Boy, I, 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 need to, I need to get some help for this, maybe some medicine, maybe surgery. We want to make sure we were going to a a physician that really knows what he's talking about or what she's talking about. We wouldn't want to take just some kind of medicine or to have some kind of surgery. We want, we would want it to make it, we would want to make sure that it was what we needed, that it would take care of the situation that we were dealing with. And that's what we need to understand always about God's word or about any study of some, some area of truth that is going to make a difference in our lives. We need to recognize that there is truth and there is, conversely, error. In 2 Peter, 2 Peter, and we look at chapter 2 and verse 9, 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9, that the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation and to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment. Now, first, God has given us his word to guide us in his truth. Remember, on the night of his betrayal, Jesus prayed to the Father in John chapter 17 and verse 17, and he said, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. And remember that, that Peter also wrote in, in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verses 22 and 23, he, he wrote about how we come to salvation, how our souls are purified. He says that is in obeying the truth, obeying the truth. He says we're born again through the word of God. And so we need to be diligent students of God's word. Again, we're thankful that so many want to listen to these podcasts because we're teaching the Bible and they want to learn what the scriptures really say. So John is saying here in 1 John chapter 4, verses 3 through 6, You need to be on guard. You need to be aware. You need to be alert because there's a lot of false teachers out there, a lot of false teachers out there, and you need to be able to recognize their error in what they're teaching by knowing what the truth really is. We need to recognize God's truth, his word, as being his word, 
and we need to stand guard against anyone who would teach us something contradictory to God's Word. In Hebrews chapter 13, we look at verse 6, and notice what it says. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Well, God will be there to guide us, to strengthen us, to uphold us, as long as we keep walking with him in faithful obedience. Now, no false teacher, no false teacher can make us turn away from God. But if we are not sufficiently knowledgeable of the truth of God's word, then a false teacher might sway us away from the truth and into their false teaching. As I've emphasized, there are a whole lot of false teachers out there today. Many of them are sincere in what they're teaching. They really believe that's, that's, that's God's word, but they're interpreting it. They're applying it incorrectly. There are a whole lot of people out there. In fact, I would suggest to you that most churches that claim to be Christian do not teach the truth about baptism being necessary for forgiveness and salvation. They've been taught something different in their lives, and they've embraced it, and they firmly hold that you don't have to be baptized to be saved. Now, how do you deal then with Mark chapter 16, verse 15? Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. He who believes and is baptized shall be saved. And 1 Peter 3 and verse 21 Baptism doth also now save us. Or Romans chapter 6 and verse 3, we're baptized into Christ. Do we think we can be saved without being in Christ? Baptism is that crossing over point from being outside of Christ and coming into Christ. You see, over and over again, what about being forgiven of our sins? Jesus himself sent a Christian man named Ananias to teach Saul of Tarsus, who would become the Apostle Paul. But first, he had to be taught the gospel. He had to be taught what he needed to do, what he needed to believe. And so an excerpt from what Ananias said to him is found, and Paul writes, and Paul is recounting that experience himself. He said, Ananias came to him and said, why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins calling on the name of the Lord. You see, the scriptures are repetitive about that simple teaching that we come to God through Christ in baptism. That is the crossing over point from being lost in our sins to being forgiven of our sins and saved in Christ. That teaching is clear. To not believe that to teach something contradictory to that? Oh, my. Those false teachers jump through hoops that are extraordinary, that are almost unbelievable. And yet, they teach against that. How in the world could they have been so deluded in their thinking, in their understanding, by the devil? And, of course, he's behind all false teaching to not understand that baptism, that simple act of obedience, 
is the point or through which we come into salvation and forgiveness in Christ. Now, there are all kinds of other false teachings, false teachings out there. There are some who claim to be teaching a, a gospel of prosperity. If you give so much money, then God's going to bless you with a whole lot more. Well, now, does God bless us according to our giving? Um, sure, he does. That's, that's taught. But when you're teaching, if you're, if you're teaching that you ought to give so that you can get back a, you know, an abundance or maybe even uh, a wealth of, of monetary value there, monetary you know, blessings from God, that's, that's the wrong message. That's not why we ought to be giving as Christians in our worship to God. It's because that's part of our worship to God. We're glorifying God. Our motive needs to be right. God is not just an action-blessing God. God is a motive-blessing God. And so our motives need to be right. Now, some people, they might, they might see that as something of a loophole and say, well, yeah, I don't have to give, you know, whatever it is that they, their conscience might be telling them they ought to give. I don't have to give that much because my, my motive, I, I'm doing this, you know, sincerely. But now, you need to be responsible in your giving at the same time. How much has God blessed you? You give back according to how he's blessed you, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 1 and 2. And he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And that's part of God's teaching on giving, 2 Corinthians chapters 8 and 9. So we need to understand that we need to be responsible, but we also need to be knowledgeable of what God's word is and how God expects us to worship him. Think about Cain and Abel. Now, God obviously taught them, instructed them, maybe it was through their father, Adam, as to how he wanted them to worship him in the sacrifices they offered before him in worship. Cain's sacrifice was not what God instructed. Abel's was. And God respected Abel's, but he rejected Cain's. Now, Cain got upset over that enough, enough to murder his brother, but God had obviously instructed them because the Hebrews writer says that by faith, Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice. Now, faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So obviously God had instructed them as to how he wanted them to worship him. And Abel followed through. Cain altered God's instruction and that was rejected by God. That was sinful. Well, we could go on and on giving examples, but John is saying here from the general perspective, you need to be aware of false teachers and understand that somebody teaching something, maybe even holding a Bible in his hand or her hand, does not necessarily mean that they're teaching you the truth. So you need to know the truth so that you can stand guard against false teaching. And no false teacher can make you follow them. Nobody can make you turn away from God and into error because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Again, John is writing this primarily, first and foremost, to Christians. But the principle is something for even those who have not yet become Christians to understand. In 
Romans chapter 8, Romans chapter 8, beginning with verse 31. Oh, what a marvelous text of Scripture this is. But it assures us along the line that, that nobody can make us turn away from God without our permission, without our agreement, including false teachers. We are responsible, each one of us individually, for knowing God's word and living by it, holding true to it. Beginning with verse 31 in Romans chapter 8, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? And then verse 35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, no outside force, no outside personality can make us turn away from God. But we can turn away ourselves. You see, we can give in to the false teaching because we're not prepared enough, knowing the truth, that we're taken in by the false teaching. Or we can choose to become unfaithful, to go back into sinfulness. But nobody can make us do any of those things. The responsibility is upon us. What did Jesus say in John 8 and verse 32 again? You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Our, our responsibility is to learn and know God's truth. 2 Timothy 2 and verse 15. We need to be diligent students of God's word. If we're walking with God, God will always walk with us. What did James say in James chapter 4 and verse 7? Submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, you double-minded. Well, a false teacher will not hang around long with somebody who refuses to accept his false teaching. He'll move on, go somewhere else, try to find somebody else to lead into his belief system. And we need to stop and, and, and understand, too, that all of those millions, perhaps billions of people out there in the world right now who believe some kind of religious belief system. But within that belief system, they reject Jesus as the Son of God and their Lord and Savior. Understand, they're not walking with God. No matter how sincere they might be, no matter how big their numbers might be. What did John say again? Going back to verse 3, every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh 
is not of God, and this is the spirit of the Antichrist. Huh. Whole lot of those false teachers out there. Whole lot of followers of those false teachers out there. And we could think of, again, large groups, Hindus, Buddhists, Muslims, Jewish people who refuse to accept Christ as their Savior. How does that verse of Scripture apply to them? It's clear, isn't it? In 2 John verse 9, whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. But he who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. And if anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine, do not receive him into your house nor greet him. For he who greets him shares in his evil deeds. You see, truth is truth. Truth is narrow. And truth is truth whether anybody else believes it or not. It does not change the truth of the matter. It's not up for vote. It's not up for how many people believe this or don't believe this. Again, it does not matter whether anybody else believes the truth or not. It's still the truth. It's not a popularity contest. Do you believe the truth of God's word? You need to stay in God's word, and you need to follow it faithfully. Live by it consistently, because that is the truth come from God for your life. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we love you so much. Thank you for loving us and sending your son into the world with the gospel message of salvation. Thank you, Father. We praise you. We give you the glory and the honor and the thanks. Help us, Father, to open our eyes to the truth, your truth, and to embrace it, obey it, and live by it consistently, Father. And we pray this for people all over the world, everybody, Father. Help us to be the shining lights of your truth to everybody around us, Father, throughout the world. Please forgive us, we pray, dear Father, in Jesus' name, amen.